0: Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sikh Research Institute, illuminating every path.
1: Gurfate, welcome to the SickCast. In this episode, we're going to be continuing our series called The Persian Voice in the Guru Granth Sahib. Our researcher Ashamri Kaur will be taking a close look at a shabad by Bhagat Namdev to discuss its Persian influences. But before that, here is the shabad recited by Parminder Kaur Chanana. Satinam sahib ji ki
0: Kabir ji Ekkumkar Satgur Par Saad Naam Dev Ji Halleyara, yara Khush khabri, Bal bal oh, bal bal yara Halleyara, yara Khush khabri, Bal bal jaun ho, bal Niki teri bigari Ale tera naun rahao Kuzha amad, kuzha rafati, kuzha mervi Dwar ka nagari, Rasub gooi Kubu teri teri bol Dwar ka Chandi Hazar, Alam Ek Lakhana, Ham Chini Paath Saha, Saav Le Barna. Aspat Swami Meer Mukandhu. Asupat pat kaj nare narend naam ke swami mir mukand wah ka khalsa ki fateh oh friends any
1: good news this Shabbat, revealed by Bhagat Namdev, paints an image of simultaneous dialogue, both toward the Creator and with fellow creation. He begins by saying, Hello friends, hello friends, do you have any good news? The dialogue then promptly shifts to the relationship between the humble devotee and the Divine. Using repeating words for emphasis, Bhagat Namdev declares himself a sacrifice to the Creator. Commitment to the divine is not easy. It is difficult labor, or bigari, but someone living in alignment with ikonkar, with oneness, experiences this relentless labor as beauty, nikki, and feels an unwavering greatness in nam. To capture the essence of this statement, one must take full notice of the full meaning of nam. The word nam indeed comes from the common Indo-European word for name. But Nam holds more than name in its meaning. We all have names as signifiers and means of identification, as a way to command and direct attention towards ourselves and others. A name provides an anchor by which we orient our interactions. So when it comes to the Nam of Ikongard, of oneness, of the ultimate being, Nam becomes the ultimate signifier. It is the anchor by which we can orient every single interaction no matter who or what we are engaging with. For there is nothing that exists outside of the structure of Ikonkar. To live in the orientation of Nam becomes an experience that guides all interaction with oneness, one that is chosen and done with intention. Nam describes the act of re-anchoring ourselves in the vastness and existing beyond the confines of our ego. Maka Namdev then asks a series of questions in fluent Persian speech. From where did you come? Where did you go? Where are you going? These questions may be interpreted as questions posed to Ikhonkar, which complicates the answers, for Ikhonkar is the only being with no beginning, no end, and therefore the origin and destination of the ultimate being are one and the same. However, these questions flow directly into a concern over a worldly matter. Bhagat requests, again in fluent Persian speech, tell me the truth on the city of Dwarka. His concerns are constantly woven in with his ever-present experience of beauty. Whether this beauty is that of the individuals surrounding him or the beauty of how he pictures the divine is irrelevant. In the Sikh paradigm, to experience the beauty of any one element is one and the same as experiencing the beauty of oneness. There is no separator between creator and creation. Bhagat Namdev then declares, "Your turban is so nice. your speech is so sweet." The questions regarding worldly affairs appear once again, with Bukat Namdev asking, "Why are there Mongols in the city of Dwarka?" This line often gets translated incorrectly as, "Why are there Mughals in the city of Dwarka?" But the Mughal Empire began in the lifetime of Guru Nanak Sab with Emperor Babur's overthrow of the Lodi dynasty in 1526. Meanwhile, Bhakatnam Namdev lived between 1270 and 1350. The word Mughal itself is a Persianized version of the word Mongol, which refers to the Central Asian and Turkic origins found in the majority of the Muslim dynasties in South Asia in the overarching era. Within Bhakatnam lifetime, between 1221 and 1327, Mongol forces launched several invasions into the Indian subcontinent. None of these invasions reached as far as Dvarka directly, but Bhagat Dave may be referring to a range of invasions by dynasties of Central Asian origin, or the reflections may not be in hindsight at all. Dvarka might stand as a symbol that if the Mongols were to make it that far, new heights of instability would be reached. We can easily relate to our own era of instability and chaotic news streams and see similar examples in our daily conversations with our peers of exaggeration, prediction, and processing future events through the lens of events from the past and vice versa. Bhagat Dev finishes the Shabbat by describing how the ultimate vastness, every manifestation in existence, can be found in the One. He begins with a Persian sentence. So many thousands, Chandin Hazar, of worlds, Alam, only one, Ikal, creator, Hanan. He then flows directly in the Indic and Hindu contexts by describing how every attribute is present in the One. Therefore, the One has the attributes of any individual deity and more. There is only one Sovereign, one Pacha, to bow down to and this power is not limited to the attributes of any single deity. This ruler is the Lord of Horses, Ganesh, Indra, Brahma, and everything in between, and everything more. What need is there for idols that divide divinity into limited pieces when one can be devoted to the ultimate being?
0: You were listening to Sickcast by Sick Research Institute illuminating every path